Locked on Boomer in the morning. Sportsnet 960 The Fan. Stanley Cup playoffs round two begin tonight. Flames and Oilers go tomorrow. Game one at the Dome. Uh, expecting a sellout crowd for the game tomorrow at the uh, Saddle Dome. That's what my uh, is that right? My sources are telling me. Yeah, I went looking for Game Seven seats, and there was only singles in the lower two bowls, and that was like ten minutes into the presale. So if you wanted two beside each other, you were out of luck ten minutes in for a Game Seven that may not even occur. Hot ticket, as it turns it's out. A tough seat. Hot ticket. Hot ticket. Uh, did now? Did you get some? You've you've had very good luck with. Uh, you must have some been on my toes. No, it's, it's pre-sale. Go. Is that what I mean? Easy. Is it? I mean, is it too late now? Yes. Oh, all right. So it's easy if you're on time and I in see. the queue before it opens. Because you were at all three last round, right? Four, but good. Or all four. Sorry. Yeah, I guess you got the four games. Yeah. You lucky duck. I don't know. Good planning. I'm parting with money here. Yeah. I mean, I did get invited to the box in that one, so I didn't have to use the right. game one ticket. So then you sold those. and you Couldn't sell it as a single, but that's all right. Oh. Yeah. Game two. Really, eh? You hate that, though. You hate having that You single. know what I thought was? If I if I have to spend $100 to go sit in a suite, I'll I'll deal with it. If yeah. that's my tough break of the week, I'll handle it. Do my best. Roll with the punches. And then you had to go sit in a seat. How'd you, how'd you handle that? It's tough once you've done the sweet life. Went with my old goat father and his brother for right. one, and then uh, went up top with some Lugans yeah. in the Rowdies, and then uh, took the better half on Game 7. How are the Rowdies? Because it became a thing in 04. Because I, 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 I was trying to explain to my kid. like There was a time there wasn't even a third deck. That thing was curtained off. There was no need for it. When seats in the lower two bowls broke, they would go up there and just... Take parts off of another seat, suck all the dust off everything. Yeah, it was it was just left for dead up there. Oh. And then it became apparent maybe there's enough interest we could. Well, they missed sell the playoffs for seven years in a row, and that kind of ate into the hey, let's build an arena with twenty one thousand seats or whatever it was. And yeah. then the, the renovation in the mid nineties where they put the lower suites in that cost them a bunch of seats. The Presidents Club, yeah, yeah, that was a wider footprint for each seat. You lose some capacity there. And then in 04, they Those opened cameras, the cameras, man, up in that press level. Mm. Oof. They point in the crowd in 04. That was crazy. And it was rush seating. Oh, yeah. At that point, yes. At that point. And there were seats missing, to your point, where That's if something right. broke and they're like, oh, go grab one from the three hunts. Just go get an armrest from up there. Go no, get I'm, a seat bottom from. I'm, I'm very, very um, up to speed on the three hunts. So th- there's three rows below the walking path. Okay. Now those are primo. Yeah, yeah. Press level seats. Those ones, I believe, have survived all this. But everything up above the walkway across, yeah, that would be rows four to about nineteen or twenty, I believe, depending where you are in the mm. arch of it all. Those definitely were tarped for many a year. I just remember in 04 because what do they open the doors two hours before? Like when do they? Maybe ninety minutes. Who knows? Yeah. yeah. 
So, and because you needed to get the best seat possible, it was rush. It's Anybody, basically amazing race up the stairs. Yeah, anyone who had one of those tickets, it was just, okay, well, you, the quicker you get in, the quicker you get your seat, and it's probably going to be a better seat. They were also giving selling those tickets at retailers around town. They weren't like Ticketmaster stuff. It yeah. was like, go to these stores where they're available, and it drove traffic to said retail locations. So it would be full up there more than an hour before puck drop. And what did you have to do except hammer beers and yell? That's all there is to do, Ryan. It's amazing. That's all there is. And you hadn't been in the playoffs for seven years. You couldn't be more excited to hammer beers and yell. You're used to you know, hearing jokes about your team golfing at that point of the year. So it was wild to be in there. Just You just walk out. If you got a seat in the Lord, I don't, you get there when you get there. What time's the game? 7.30? All right, well, we'll get there for 7.30. Not 5.30, like mm. everybody else up top. To have sprinkling of fans in the rest of the building and then completely jammed tight up in the top uh, the top end. Mm-hmm. It was very odd. Unusual. Top heavy. Now, is it kind of the same? Is there a certain no, tone? There's, there's assigned seats. And I think with the popularity of the team, it's actually not just mouth-breathing Lugans like myself and when I was 20 years old up there. Right. You know, they're retailing at over 100 now uh, from the Flames, whereas back in the day, that was a $20 ticket, essentially. Right? It's in our lifetime. Wow. Yeah. Now, inflation's the thing, too. But No, I, I, it was not, not as rowdy as prior, but definitely your hardcores and the people that are yelling Lou before the puck even arrives on a stick. Yeah. And they're, they're, this, this is not the, the cocktail dress, and we'll see it the intermission crowd. They are there for the game. Good, hardcore fans. Love it up there. Yeah. And I get the same kind of a... They're retailing for 300 right now, a day after they sold for 100. How about that? Wow. 300 per seat, three hunts. You want to be in the 15th row of the 300 deck? 300. What's happened in the last day? I wonder why they've gone up so much. The uh, And then the red lot outside, it's now become a thing. It's free, though, that one. Yeah. It's free. You got to be looking at it. So, how, do we have any other parking lots? Like, how many more big screens? Oh, there's lots of room in that get? parking lot. Yeah, there's. They, they could. I think it's more about like how big of an issue do we want, and like how much can we control? They, I think they're probably, probably happy yeah. with what they're they've done so far. And then, of course, everyone, the red lot and the dome, pours out at the same time, and essentially, it's a parade down 17th Avenue and. There's porta potties and police officers waiting for you to make sure you can have a great time and there's no traffic. Text coming in 96960. Texting from Edmonton. Oiler fans were snapping up the press levels yesterday. Going to get interesting up there. Oh, yes, no doubt. Last Flames game I've been to, Gretzky played on the Kings with his shiny Easton stick, $9 nosebleed. Yeah, that would be about it. But that Easton probably gonna. I'm not trying to remember because I came through. It was it was before. It might have been one maybe. Went to a midweek game. Arizona in town. Oof. I mean, you could sit wherever you wanted. Half the second bowl would be empty. I bet. Oh yeah. Buy your cheap seat. That was before Rhett came in and saved the franchise, right? Yeah. Luckily, that happened. I think. Yeah. I just remember everybody being sweaty and out of breath. And then top of the stairs, armful of beers. Yeah. All right. Now it's here. We here we go. Let's get Hold it going. The actually, there's uh, there's some good little sneaks up there. Some life hacks. Washroom's not an issue. You got sneaky little places where there can be drinks waiting for you at the intermission. You can uh, do some good living up there if you know the hacks. I love when they'll start chanting the name of some of the broadcasters that'll be in the 
the press box. Inevitably, someone you got to go for a pee. Yep. And then you got to go. I always felt bad for for Peter Marr. I met Marr in, in that bathroom. <laughs> yeah, there you go. See, yeah. that's not alone. That's the most Calgarians meet their heroes. <laughs> it's, the urinals and the three huns. It's difficult. I, when you have this to go a, to the bathroom, it's uh, I, I I have to call. I have to go call the game, everyone. I've got four minutes. <laughs> Bye, Can you Peter. let me through to Tinkle? <laughs> okay, Pete. We love you. Uh, yeah. Press level. Richie's ugly. Classic. Yeah, that was a thing. Flames fans got to keep Oiler fans out of the building. Will be embarrassing tomorrow if the building's 40% Oiler fans. 40's going to be high. I'm going to say I don't know that that falls on Flames fans. It's just, look, buy t- you get tickets if you can get them. If you can afford them, you go to the game. Just don't worry about that. That's part of what this whole thing is. Mm. Is that you got people in your life that are going to make it miserable for you if the Flames lose, and you get to absolutely puff up your chest and spew all over them if the Oilers lose. Like a good spew. You do like a good spew. I haven't spewed in the 300s for years. Gosh. I am just so... I said it during the break. The Mike Smith angle is just so mouth-wateringly juicy. Yeah, it is. Because if he's really good, that's a thing. If he's really bad, that's a thing. That's a bigger thing, And I just... I don't know that we get to the end of this series and say... We were we were expecting Mike Smith to be a talking point. Really? Kind of a moot point at the end of six, seven games. I think all the above, like C, all the above is the correct answer to bubble. Like, there'll probably be games where he's excellent, and you're like, wow, how's that old bastard still doing it? <laughs> and then there'll be other games where you're like, yep, that man is still a lunatic. Why would you place that puck there? That's insane. And he gets pulled, Kostin comes in, and the fans chant his name for the rest of the game. I can see all these things happening in the same series. It's going to be beautiful. It is. Like, you know what you're going to get from McDavid. I think you understand how teams are going to play. Who knows what kind of goaltending the Oilers are going to get on a night-to-night basis. That is the greatest wild card to me in this series. And there's a lot of fans out there, and we hear from them, and I get it. I absolutely get it. An Oilers victory feels worse than a Flames victory feels great. Yes. It's like gambling. Right? The pain of a gambling loss is a much greater emotion than winning a bet. I, I love it when the Flames, but I, I can't handle it when the Oilers win. Well, one is going to happen on every, every night. Yes. You're Half have the to- province <laughs> will be stewing, not able to sleep, punching holes through drywall, while the other's like, yeah, well, we didn't lose. No, no punching. Relief with drywall. That's the thing. We're, I mean, it's 2022. We're a civilized bunch mm-hmm. in Alberta. Let's not, let's not have the rest of the hockey world look at, oh, look at this footage from uh, from Calgary or from downtown Edmonton where things went this or they, well, just pre-emptive, pre, uh, what do you call it, pre, uh, preemptive strike. Let's not do that. Let's not be on CNN looking like a bunch of dummies. All right? Can we all agree to that? Let's have some fun. Mix it up a little bit. But know when to tap out. Know when enough is enough. You and I were at the... Dolly Parton game. Yeah. How would that be in the playoffs with 3,000 Oiler fans in the building? It'd be tough. You don't think there's going to be some rights thrown when uh, the singing and the chanting and the we want tens going on? And you've paid 400 bucks for a bad seat and drove three hours to get there? I, I understand what you're hoping for. It feels very pie in the sky. I'm just throwing it out I was there. watching Leafs fans fight each other after game seven in that building. 
Two people, three people, four people, all in Leafs jerseys, fighting each other. You think that's uh, Oilers and Flames fans are going to be well-behaved? Well, I don't know. I just... You certainly don't. This is going to be a slop fest. Saturday, 8.30, puck drop. Jeez. Leaf fans fighting each other in the building. Figure it out, guys. Your head a shake. When was the, as you, as you call it, the Dolly Parton game? I just pulled it up. This was on Saturday, March 26th. That far back. You weren't there. It was Rhett and I that were there. That's what it was. That's when I adopted that poor kid from Florida that uh, was just driving to Alaska. Wanted to check out the Battle of Alberta. He heard, he heard it was a cool sporting event. Big Lightning fan. So where did you meet this guy? Just in the, the stands. Story. It was uh, Bender and I were way up in the Lugan section. Yeah. And one guy to our right, hey, what's going on? How are you? And then he introduced himself. He's like, oh, I'm just passing through on the way. I'm driving to Alaska. I'm from Tampa Bay. I'm a big Lightning fan. Like, and so what? You, you're just... You're just checking out a battle of birds. Like, yeah, I heard they're pretty epic. And then that game started. We adopted him for the night and left him at 3 a.m. filled with cooked meat and uh, alcohol infused blood. Now imagine if this is a game that we see. That night, March 26th, a sellout crowd at the Dome. Derek Broussard, 32 seconds in, scores. one nothing Oilers. Five minutes later, Lindholm scores. Before the, en- before the end of the first... Tanev scores to make it two to one. Then it's Backland three to one. 16, 16 <laughs> seconds later, it's Backland. Yeah. That's when it's like, oh, mama. Now four one at recess. You'd think. Dry sidle, less than a minute left. 45th of the season. Uh oh. One goal game. To the second. <laughs> Whatever you do, don't take a penalty against it. Penalty. Oilers power play. Dry sidle second. Okay. The lead is gone. It's three three. Shillington scores, what, two and a half minutes later. They got the lead back. Another power play. Nugent Hopkins. All right. Ska. It's Tied. Still in the second. We're not, That's four minutes in. So there's been. We've only played 24 <laughs> minutes of hockey. And you've already seen eight goals. Then it's Kachuk. And then it's Kachuk again. And two then, minutes and a half apart. Oh, another power play? Dry sidle scores, make it a hat trick. That makes it 6 5. Like, what the? What? Jeez. To the third. To the third. 255 in. Lindholm. 7 5. Then Backland. 8 5. Then Dubay. 9 5. You're right. If that happens in the playoffs, I'd. You tell me people aren't going to scrap? I don't, don't. You don't need to scrap. I don't want people scrapping. I just. You, you hold the people in very, very high esteem here. I'm not holding them. I'm, I'm. You're trying to advise? I get that. To... Uh, Miko Koskinen started that night. He allowed five on 12 before Mike Smith came in and uh, allowed four on 26. The crowd was chanting his name. And also we want 10. Matthew Kachuk had words with him after one goal. And then when he made a save, I believe he leaned in and said something to the effect of, oh, is that a save? Because Smith had allowed a couple of goals in the first three shots. Yeah, that's right. It was beautiful. Yeah, Kachuk got a double minor in there. Yeah, it would be good, you know. The one thing I'll say, don't, 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 uh, don't take penalties. You're not probably going to give up two power play goals in seven games against the Edmonton Oilers power play. The Leon Dreisaitl stat line that night, I don't know if you recall, was one of NHL lore. He was explosive on the man advantage, goes three goals, and gets an assist for four points, was minus four on the night. 
tricky to do on the same night. Right. Yeah. In a week, a lot of guys have had the hat trick, but also minus four in another game. Same game. Wow. Five shots, three one in, minus four. Congrats to Leon. Cody CC at dash five that night. Do we? He's on a one game goal streak, though, as we talked about. Top pairing defenseman. Top pairing defense. It's, I just thank you to the hockey gods. I don't say thank you yet. You don't know what you got into. I don't even, it's not about who comes out ahead. I'm not even talking about that. Just for the province, the businesses, the beer drinkers, the hockey fans, all of it. When's the last time we've been this excited for something happening in our city and in our province? All due respect to the stampede and everything else. When's the last time? Now that Action Bronson concert got canceled because he had yeah, strep throat. Yeah, too bad. Poor guy. Uh, do you want to play that thing, Dumas? There's a thing there, right? Do we have a thing? Oh, we got a thing. Okay, so we can play the thing. Do you want to sit lower bowl at the Saddle Dome to see your Calgary Flames? Here's your Flames playoff code word. Overtime! No, I don't know if it's one word or two, or maybe do both. But we have got lower bowl tickets to every game at the Saddle Dome in round number two. You text in the code word every day. Now, it changes from day to day. Yesterday, there was one. That's the, that's the wrinkle for round two. Now the one from yesterday, she gone. Now you need day two. Tomorrow, there will be another one. Hmm. And then as we get ready for game two, more words, more opportunities to win. But you need to pay attention. Text it in, 960-960. And then I guess on the big show, they'll announce the winner. And with the technology being what it is, Ryan, it's not like it's back in the day. Technology and stuff. Like when the, the, the curtains were up over the seats, you couldn't just get an email, say, here's your ticket, whoop, and be whoop. done with it. Now you can. You don't need to drop by the station. What are your hours for me to pick up these? No, just was transferred. What's your mailing address? Uh, is that uh, is that a uh, apartment or is that a house? No, no, you get an address. What you want to talk about? Adnan Verk all coming up. Flames talk in uh, in the nine o'clock. Lots hour. of audio to sift through. Oilers are back at it yesterday. Flames off day yesterday. They'll skate today ten thirty. Get ready. How's Leon? Not a hundred. That'd be my Not our safe sales guy, but. The other one. With the whistling windshield, that kind of thing. Leon says he's fine. Now, did play. What did he end up playing? He played a, or what you would expect, mm-hmm. a uh, a top-line guy to play. But there's some, uh, he's not 100%. And what about, well, it's because mm-hmm. Mikey Anderson rolled me back on my ankle. Well, Mikey Anderson, you could be named Mikey hitting people like oh, that. Mikey, that's a dirty, that's a dirty play. Yeah. Uh-huh. What about Tanev? What's the, what's up with Tanev? Is he pissy? Probably. Nah, he's this just guy clobbered, cross-checked him right across the and back. I'd be I'd be ah! I'd be pissy. Jeez. Hmm? Verk. Hmm? What you want to talk about? Stay there. Sportsnet 960 the fan. You're listening to Boomer in the Morning with Ryan Pinder on Sportsnet 960 the fan. What's going on? But I, I'm, um, I'm into what uh, you're doing today. You know, Terminator Two. Is this Dart and Duster 91? approved? Ninety-one. Oh yeah. This is totally Dart and Duster approved. Zimmer would love it. Yeah. Hey, you know what? Congrats to uh, Elias Lindholm. Oh yeah. 
Hmm? Yeah, that's right. Uh, what, second round? Congrats, Elias. Elias Lindholm. First time in his career, second round. Nominated for the Selkie Trophy. Oh. For great hair, good looks, and defensive play by a forward. And adding your cousin at the deadline. <laughs> Did Barkov do that? Seriously. Right? I don't think Sherratt's his cousin. Are you Is related Giroux? to Claude Giroux? I, think Giroux? Maybe. I don't think so. Mm-hmm. Hey, Patrice Bergeron, what did you do? Patrice Bergeron, Alexander Barkov, Elias Lindholm, the finalists for the Frank J. Selkie Trophy. And there you go. What does the J stand for? Jiminy Crickets. Jiminy Crickets. The Frank J. C. Selkie, is that what you're saying? That's some tough competition. I uh, And I, here's the thing. Yeah. Three very, hmm. very good players. Hmm? Hmm. Was Lindholm light years ahead of where he was defensively this year, or was it just his offensive game that... I know what you're doing. Just don't worry about it. Although he did have a rough year last year. Adnan Verk joins us. Bergeron's going to be the favorite there. Host of the Cinephile podcast. You see him with the MLB network. You see him with the NHL network. Now, I kind of teased this. I said a week ago, we kind of forgot to... Uh, to tease something that was very important, although it was kind of lost on Pinder, I told him this morning that you had a huge get on the Cinephile podcast that you were able to nail down Judd Apatow, and he uh, had a blank screen. He's like, I, I don't know movies. I don't watch movies. So, so, oh. so it was kind of lost on him, but I think people would appreciate it. Well, once you the, said the movies, yeah, I was like, well, I've seen most of these, if not all of these. He's a. All right, so Pinder's like one of those guys. He knows the movies, just doesn't know the credits, right? He doesn't stay for the credits. I used he would to know yeah. all the movies, just doesn't know what happened. Yeah. Like, I, I was very right. much in the, the, the credit game. I did film studies in university, like the Lebowski. I started watching other movies the directors made and things like that. And you start following the lineage of nice. directors and okay. writers and stuff. Oh, and yeah. then I just nice. started nice. talking about sports for a living and I stopped yeah. watching movies. So that was like a decade plus. All right. Well, let's hope most of this audience knows who Judd Apatow is, because he is as big a comedic name as you could find these days. For those who are unaware, he is the writer-director of the 40-year-old version, Knocked Up, Trainwreck, King of Staten Island. He produced Freaks and Geeks, uh, The Big Sick. Of course, a writer on one of my favorite shows of all time, The Larry Sanders Show, made the incredible documentary, the Emmy Award-winning, The Zen Diaries of Gary Shandling. And now he's back at it again. George Carlin's American Dream, two-part series, this weekend on HBO Friday, Saturday, it is absolutely brilliant. And here's the story about Apatow. So I called the Red Sox game, as you guys know, Wednesday. Been trying to reel in Judd. And by the way, his people reached out to me. Boom, Pinder, this is amazing. How the hell did they get my Gmail? But they emailed my Gmail account. Hey, Judd Apatow has a book coming out, has a documentary coming out. Can you do your podcast? Of course, anytime. So they said Thursday at noon Pacific. I said, no problem. The next night, I said, hey, actually... And I'm driving back from Boston. I'll be in my car. It's not great audio. Can we push it a couple of hours? And they said, very firmly, this is the best time that works for Judd Apatow. I said, no problem. I got it. So I'm driving back to Boston. Boston to Jersey is about a four-hour drive. I stop in my old stopping grounds of Connecticut, halfway home. Pull over to Roadside Diner. Crank up the Zoom. Judd makes a joke right out of the gate. Hey, wow, nice backdrop you got there. I said, actually, I just called. I had to flex a little bit. I'm like, well, I just called the game at Fenway Park last night, so I'm driving back right out to interview you. But uh, he goes, goes, well, you sound great. Yeah. He said, well, you sound great. Great. As we go 15 minutes in, it's going great. He can tell I'm really into it. And, and Boomer, I know you've listened. He's thoughtful. He's engaged. He's telling great stories, specifically about Gary Shanley, my favorite comedian and a dear friend of Judd Apatow's. And then all of a sudden, I'm sweating bullets because I'm in the car, right? And I have the windows up. And I have the AC off because I don't want any ambient noise to interfere the interview. 
but I am sweating bullets. And all of a sudden, I look at my phone, and I see the thermometer. And I go, oh, my God. No. The phone is overheated. <laughs> so I hop out of the car. I'm completely stricken. I'm actually not as panicked as you might think. Because in my head, I'm thinking, I asked the Carlin stuff, which he's promoting. I asked the Shamling stuff, which I wanted. I guess the audience will be deprived of Steve Carell, Will Ferrell, Anchorman Stories, etc. But I run over to the shade, and I would say miraculously, within a minute, we've all had this happen to our phones, within a minute I was back. And Chris very amusingly tells a story, it's by my producer, he said he gave it about 20 seconds of telling John, I'll be right back, I'm sure, it's just a Wi-Fi, she'll be right back. And he even pulled the fake, oh, look, look, he's coming back, even though I wasn't even close to coming back. Yeah, that's good. Then he asked a question, yeah, then he asked a question to stall, and Judd was fine, and then I actually came back mid-Judd answer. So, crisis averted. But for everyone out there, next time you pull over to do an interview via Zoom, do it in the shade. Don't do what I did. That's amazing. I can't believe you out-survived the phone for the thermometer. Should you not be, like, approaching death if, if the phone is now overheating? Yeah. How did you, how were you doing? <laughs> It's a great point, Peter, like to get that hot. And Chris at one point said, he goes, I noticed you wiping your brow. And I said, wow, he's normally pretty calm under pressure, but this is a pretty big get for him. Judd Apatow, this guy's made some major movies. Never seen Adnan sweat like this. He goes, then when you disappeared, I realized, okay, maybe it was a thermometer issue. Nothing worse than that. Well, and, and Pinda, it's a very good point because I thought about it at the time because I heard afterwards what, what had happened. And, yeah, any occasion where my phone has gotten the overheat thing, it, it's been in direct sun for a period of time in midsummer. Like, where, did you have it, right. uh, was it, like, in your, like on your crotch, in your pocket? Like, wh- where were you stashing yeah. this phone? You're going to get up and from my crotch. That would have been amazing. I had it mm. on the steering wheel, because as you guys know, actually, you don't know, we never really met in person, but I've been there, I've met briefly. But I talk a lot with my hands. So in the car, I figured I would just have the phone on the steering wheel. That way I could gesture. No notes. I had rehearsed all my questions. I mean, I prepared more for that interview than I did for the ball game, which I called, which is my actual real job. But yeah, I had a person on the steering wheel. I don't think it was direct sun, but I mean, it just, it started cooking in that car and I was in trouble. But see, you were trying to be the pro. You didn't want the, the you know, the noise of the air conditioning. It's, it's right. Judd Apatow. You can't risk it with this big of a interview. Yeah, and if it's a little hot, that's no problem. Like, I'll be a little sweaty mess, but the only person that can see me is Chris and Judd. The audience will never. It's an audio podcast. Like, we'll, we'll air one clip. It'll be Judd. Big deal if I'm sweating up a storm. I never would have thought the phone would be a casualty. And see, Judd's one of those guys, I feel like if we knew each other, that we would be tight and he'd be putting me into movies. Because, I mean, I'm a pretty funny guy, you know, and I, you know, I got some acting chops. <laughs> I was in drama, drama in, in high school. I feel like I'd be one of those guys that'd be like, like friends of Sandler, I'd be like friends of Apatow. I'd be in Pineapple Express. I'd be so, I'd be hilarious. But I don't know Judd Apatow, right so point. I'm in Calgary doing a morning show <laughs> on AM radio with the dope as a co-host. No, it's still it's still fantastic. But you're right. If you're F O A, that's what you need, right? You used to be D O A, dead on arrival. Now if you're F O A, you're a friend of Apatow, and you're good for life. Like, look how many people, as you just mentioned, he's tight with Sandman. He loves Adam Sandler. Will Fairley produced Anchorman. Paul Rudd. I mean, Steve Carell. Michael Cera. Like, his wife, Leslie Mann. David Duchovny is in his new movie, The Bubble, on Netflix. Keegan-Michael Key. Like, Apatow knows everybody. And I'm with you. I felt like after the interview, we kind of bonded. Because as you heard in the podcast, at the end, he goes, okay, guys, that was fun. And I go, that never happens. Nobody just say, thank you very much. Boom. On to the next one. I interviewed Tim Roth, Mr. Pink, Reservoir, not Mr. Excuse me, Mr. Orange, Reservoir Dogs, a couple months ago in Cinefile. Perfectly pleasant. Once the interview is over, thanks so much, Tim. All right, thank you. Click. Oh, oh. <laughs> so 
So the fact that the fact that Judd actually gave me a hey guys, that was fun. I go, you know what? We could actually be friends. I might actually get cast if there's a need for a sports cast for one of his upcoming films. I've got I've got a couple scripts, maybe some treatments that I'll get you. I'll send them to you. You send them on. You you punch them up a little bit, and uh, you know then it'll be me and you like a buddy cop film, me and you, with some Judd Apatow. Oh my god! Uh, could you hey. imagine? Yeah, buddy. I already have the title. No, I already, have, I already have the title. Boom or bust. All right. <laughs> Call Judd. Call Judd's people. Tell him we're in. Uh, we'll negotiate. You know, negotiate the contract. I, I need. Some, I'm trying to eat better, so no, uh, no potato chips and and the. The, the food uh, the food table or anything but uh, other than that we're in I think we can do I think we can make it work uh, meanwhile I'm uh, I, as is a- as mentioned here in Calgary working on AM radio getting ready for the Battle of Alberta so uh, which is not a bad plan B it's not a bad fallback uh, we're very excited about the Battle of Alberta here buddy oh I can't wait fellas I'm so happy for you guys I mean I've been cheering for the Flames and the Panthers the Flames of course for you guys and the Panthers of course. As Boomer knows, my uh, my loyalty to the Levitard show. Those guys are all in Miami, long-suffering Panthers fans. So I'm dying for Florida Calgary. And the other night, I was off watching the Flames, but I get really tired <laughs> right around 1130 yeah. Eastern. And I said, no, I've got to stay up. I've got to watch this game. So I fell asleep, and then I got up at midnight. It was a 30-minute snooze, and I woke up, and I said, oh, my God, they're going to overtime. So yes. I said, I've got to stay awake. I ate every snack in the house, Pinder. It was a disaster, like a bag of Doritos. Let's get some Hershey's Kisses, some Milk Duds. I said, I don't care what I, I got to stay up. So I have to eat everything in the house. <sighs> I was on my favorite spot on the couch. I never should have done it. You got to sit up the whole time or stand. Even better, yeah, I'm sure most famous fans were standing in anxiety. But I'm just, yeah, pacing. But I'm just laying back there. 12.53, I fell asleep, a.m. Eastern. When I woke up, I saw the Flames at one. Thank God, gave a fist bump. And then I checked, when did Goudreau score? 12.58 a.m. Eastern. Mm. I missed it by five minutes. But I packed on at least 500 calories. Yeah. Five pounds, probably. Jeez. Doritos and oh. Hershey's Kisses. Luckily, you're sweating it off in your car. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I nearly went to my car and locked the door. Yeah, that's right. But, there. What, what, it's like when fighters, they got to make weight. You put on the tinfoil suit or whatever. Go take, drag that exercise bike in the sauna. Sorry. Cut weight. That MMA guy couldn't. Put to that garbage bag shirt on. Had to relinquish the title. Should just what? hang out with Adnan and his, uh, what are you, still driving the Porsche? What are we driving these days? Oh, wow. Still, still driving. Hey, good memory on you, boom. Yeah, still driving yeah, the Porsche. Jealous. Seven yeah. years in October. Yeah. Oh, boy. I'm impressed you remember that. Uh, yeah. who, who you got in the Battle of Alberta? Oh, it's got to be the Flames. And listen, I, I was go. worried because... Yeah, good job. Good no, but I, I was worried. We, we've, <laughs> we've seen this how many times in hockey. Like, Calgary's clearly the better team, and freaking Dallas is playing rope-a-dope here, and they got this all-world goaltender all of a sudden, Andrew, who thinks he's Dominic Hasek. And, like, Calgary's out shooting them 2-1. to one. I go, God, this would be heartbreaking if they lose. So mm-hmm. the fact they overcame that hurdle, now I'm like, listen, when you start stacking this up, and listen, McDavid's a beast. He was... So fun to watch in Game 7, particularly that second goal, just like a bull in a china shop. By the way, so unlike those Leafs. I love the, the complaints of these Leafs fans. They're going, well, you know, at least we fought hard. It was the two-time cup champion. No, 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 listen. You fought for home ice, and you lost a Game 7 on home ice, period. Don't give me an excuse. Well, you know, hey, Tampa's a great team. I know they're a great team. We're just supposed to have Austin Matthews. I thought he's the hard trophy winner. He's been 60 goals. Where's his Game 7 hat trick? Where's Mitch Martin stepping up? No, look at McDavid. That guy took the bull by the horns. And he bullied the Oilers into the Battle of Alberta. So I love the Leaf fan excuses as they lose yet again. And as far as the Battle of Alberta is concerned, McDavid's a ton of fun. But we all know that Edmonton defense is vulnerable. And I don't think Mike Smith is going to stand the test against Markstrom. Flames and six.
And and as <laughs> and for Flames fans who are like a goalpost away from losing yeah. in Game Seven at home, yeah. How about those Leafs losing? Right. Yeah, that's, that's, that's right. embarrassing. Yeah. What about the losers? Grab your and give them a twist. I mean, get be a man. No, we have a bit of an issue in Miami. You're telling us you're you're your boys with the Lebertard crew, and and so conversely, or I guess uh, accordingly, you're a Panthers fan. They're playing the same night as the Heat tonight. We need you to step in and sort this out. The powers that be couldn't get it done. We need you, someone that can connect people, that can unite us all and solve this issue. You are right, that Pinder. I am, I am the great communicator. I am the great healer because, of course, I follow all sports. So I was aware of that as well, and those guys were appalled. I mean, they, I think they spent most of the show yesterday just screaming about the fact that scheduling is a disaster. So, like, what's, Also the yeah. fact that Lightning and Panthers... Sorry, I was going to well, say... Lightning and Panthers also... Have a, yeah. Go ahead. Uh, I was going to say, what's yeah. what's Roy? What's Roy and Mike Ryan like? What are they going to do down there? What's Stu Gatz? How are they going to handle this? See, I love that Boomer actually knows the guys. It's great, especially Roy, diehard Panthers. Come on, fan. Roy. So, I think what they'll do is they'll split up because listen, Roy is all Panthers all the time, so he's going to go there. Mike Ryan is more the Heat guy, and I think they'll literally just split up the team. Like, okay, I think Chris Cody, my producer, is in a file. He will go with the Panthers with Roy, and they'll kind of try to divide and conquer. But it's not an ideal situation, and. The Lightning and Panthers also playing back-to-backs because of some concert in Tampa. Like, yeah. are you kidding? I'm like, who? <laughs> because if a guy, and I run away, I look, like, listen, if it's Garth Brooks, I'm okay with it. But if some other country guy I've never heard of in my life, shame on Tampa. You guys are always in the playoffs. You should book accordingly. I agree. Yeah, they have a, what, Saturday, Sunday back-to-back, and it, it throws them off schedule. Brutal. They should, the, the, I think the Sunday or the second half of the back-to-back is where it should be, but the other one is had to move back one day to accommodate clearly a, yeah. a, a conflict. That's, what's your priorities here, guys? Come on now. So stupid. Adelie Arena. We're worried more about country and western stars. I like both music, country and western. All right, Adnan, let me know. Keep me up to date on uh, Boomer Bust. Uh, I, I'm free. <laughs> I, I'm getting, as soon as the playoffs are over, I'm, I'm free. I'm, i got all the time in the world this, uh, this summer to get something done. Okay, well, at the very least, I have Judd Apatow's assistance number, Cassidy, Ooh, so I'm going to start texting yeah. her. See if we can get to judge. Well, they contacted yeah. you. Don't forget that. That's You're a right. big deal. Yes. And this is a good point. I'm still shocked by it. I, kinda, I, I was so insecure. I was like, are you sure? Like, <laughs> This is the Judd Apatow. I just want to make this clear. Okay, yeah, great. There you go. Hey, buddy, thanks. We'll talk in a week. Always fun. Great to talk baseball. Thanks so much, boys. There go Flames, go. There's our MLB insider. Yeah, I love uh, it. Boy, the seams and the, those balls and the fences. But how about, I mean, how about that there, right? A uh, Judd Apatow. Who, again, means nothing to you. Well, I mean something now, but I didn't have the context before. He reaches out to get a hold of Vert. Vert's a big deal. Happy for him. Time for what you want to talk about. Brought to you by Calgary Lock and Safe. Calgary Lock and Safe, also big deal. He's a funny bastard, this guy. Your experts in automatic door service, repairs and replacements, visit calgarylockandsafe.com. Talking about. Talking about. Oh, somebody texted in nine uh, nine sixty nine sixty. We didn't do our we didn't do our picks. We want to do it. We could only need two. No, that's sure. Yeah. All right, Dumas, you ready? Let's go. Are we doing uh, the intern? What's his name? Yes. Really? Come on. Yes, of course. Jerry, your mic's on. Yeah, I'm in. All right, Jerry. Let's do it. Jerry, take your pick. It's not Jerry. Um. For Blues Colorado, I'm gonna take Blues in Game One. I think uh, mm. I think Colorado that long rest might be the game where 
uh, St. Louis can take one nothing lead in the series. We're just doing the se- we need series, series winners. Oh, series, series winners. Series prediction. Yeah. Okay, I'm gonna take Avalanche in five. Woo! All right. Gentlemen sweep. So enjoy your game one win and that's it. Gentlemen sweep. Yeah. All right. Abs in five. Jamal. I, uh, I also have Abs in five. Jamal. Yeah, you want me? Okay, we'll go Blues in seven. That's got some heat. I like Craig Berube, man. This team, they they got goal scores. Bennington seems like he's figured oh, it man. out. Red Hull's going to be oh, a puddle. Let's go blue. Where's Bernie Federko? He's the greatest so, of all time. He's the greatest of all time. Uh, I will take the abs in six. Abs Kill McCart too much. All Not right. Varying, you know. And uh, the other series, t- the Tampas versus the Panteros. Uh, game one tonight, the uh, Panteros with home ice. President's Trophy winners. All right, Garnet, you're up. Um, I think I think this is going to be Florida's time to move past this second round. Mm-hmm. And I think I'm going to take Florida in seven games. It could be sooner, depending on Braden Point. Oh, and it's uh, time to get past the first round is what they just had as well. It was 96 the last time they won a series until last week. Yep, they're on a roll. Give me Panthers and six. Dumas? Let me go uh, Bolts and seven. There it is. See, bolts and like seven it. for me, too. Let's roll. Really? Dude, when in doubt, pick the better goalie. Not close. No, you're not, probably not wrong. Victor Hedman's a big difference maker. Just yeah. massive. Yeah. But, you know, make it spirited, guys. Fight a lot oh. and go to overtime and give seven if you want. I'm okay with that. What the, is it be cheering for, for Sam. I think it was Tampa closer to Miami than Edmonton is to Calgary? Ooh, I don't think. A little farther. Yeah, it's further. A little farther. Okay. Uh, the new guy sounds like Corey Sarich. It's, it's very, you know what? It's, it's a very pleasant, <laughs> soft-spoken. We'll br- we'll beat that, that out of him. Don't worry, you'll be grizzled and sounding like Pinder in no time. Yeah. <laughs> um, don't forget the Tyler Toffoli song. It's not a game day, so there's that. Okay. So. Guys, ever since you pointed out the hmm in the why are you pissy question, it's all I hear now. It's yeah, amazing. Now, that's in fairness, too. we're playing it over and over again. No, but we had played that at the time when that mm-hmm. went down, mm-hmm. and we didn't really didn't notice it, it then, but yeah. now we, it's our favorite part. In its entirety, please, Patrick. Why are you so pissy, Leon? Hmm? Why are you so pissy? I'm not. I'm just answering you. Yeah, you are. Oh, so it's actually Leon's hmm. Hmm? I thought, I, I wondered, is that Matheson? I thought it was Matheson. But it's Leon hmm. Are we sure? Uh, yeah. One more time. Why are you so pissy, Leon? Hmm? Why are you so pissy? I'm not. I'm just answering you. Yeah, you are. Oh, oh that's wow. Yeah, you are. I don't know if I've aye, ever. Aye. I can't imagine that I've ever been needed to know something to that degree where hmm? I would say, why are you hmm? so. P- I just, I don't know. Uh, abs are overrated. Blues and five. Okay, well, you've been, uh, you've been heard from. Uh, well, this guy, well, you just ask you to send your picks in. Uh. Yeah, a lot of people saying, uh, if you think that there's not going to be uh, tilts and dust-ups. Oh, there's Tilly's galore. That, uh, you're crazy. Uh, again, what I'm saying is I'm trying to I understand appeal trying- to the people and the masses and say, it'll be awfully embarrassing if we get on TMZ and CNN for being a bunch of dummies. Let's just try to figure it out. I mean, I get it. You want people to behave well. Hey, kids, best behavior oh, here. I went to a hockey game and a game broke out. Oh, yeah, that's great. Hmm? Hmm? What do you guys think of Gretzky's playoff bracket? He picked the Flames to beat the it. Oilers. Wayne, uh, Wayne's got the uh, the Oilers losing to the Flames in this. The game. hell is going on? He'll pick the Blues to beat the Avs. What's he doing? 
Well, it's, I, I, I mean, blues, but he was a blue. He was a blue for well, so, yeah, I mean, that, so, so you can that. see that. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about him picking against his Oilers. Well, I understand. And I'm kind of odd that Dumas chose the blues series as the one that made your eyebrows raise. Uh, but yes, that, that the Oilers would not be Gretzky's pick. Hmm? Telling. And he was what? Uh, perfect in round one with all of his picks? Eight for eight. Well, congrats to the Flames. Jeez. Congrats. Are they still going to play him? Uh, KFC or pizza for game one dinner? Oh, uh, again, it's not game day. It's not game day. You, you control your couch life. guy again? Probably. Yeah, jeez. I made myself a Leon, why are you so pissy t-shirt? Do well, I I'm, wear it game day or after Flames wins? You, hey, wear it with pride. I wouldn't stop wearing it in hmm? this two-week stretch. Uh, and also someone saying, we need signs. Why are you so pissy, Leon? Yeah. Chant. You get a chant going. Why, why so pissy? So pissy? Why so pissy? Yeah, there's some mm. options for sure. There's some options with it. And I trust the Flames. I trust the Dome. Yeah, I do too. They've done I great. mean, they have chanted at Habby Boo and DUI before, so mm. they've done that. Mm. 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 Uh, please what, explain what happened with Rhett. He quit. Yeah, he's done. It's out. Mystery's out, guys. Yeah, like there was, we had a... Rhett's final day show. Oh, did he get with hammered. booze? It was incredible. In the st- yeah, he that got hammered on Jameson's the air. Right there, so was that, destroyed. Yeah, so that's what happened. He was that, that's St. Patrick's Day edition. Go find it on the Spotify. No, the film star Pam Anderson came in celebrated. Yeah, that's that. right. Yeah. Wonderful yeah. day. Yeah, couldn't believe it. Couldn't believe it. No, he he want he doesn't want to wonderful like most lady. people doesn't want to get up now, to uh, be on the air at six a.m. So he's is, not. In his defense, he quits every spring. And this is usually about the time. See that now, you know what? He just is like, well, I'm kind of bored now. What? No, no, no. As a broadcaster, he took summers off. I did. May long every year. Usually, he just didn't take any vacation this year. Feels like that's a shot about not him not winning in the spring. Shot. Come on, he's been to three finals. He didn't mm-hmm. quit. He just lost them. Hmm? Dig up. Mm-hmm. Dig, dig up, stupid. Brought to you by Calgary Lock and Safe. It's what you want to talk about. Do you own a pharmacy? No. Find out how Calgary Lock and Safe can retrofit your locks to meet the new mandates. Visit calgarylockandsafe.com. Life hack. Steal trees from ditches and then plant them in your yard. <laughs> that doesn't seem... I mean... St- what? There's no life hack that starts with steal. Are there I trees got news in for ditches? You. You're breaking the law. Is it? If you drive far enough out of town, it's probably right. <laughs> Dean... Is that what we do for Christmas trees? Well, I don't know. I never really thought about it. What the hell are you doing? Well, for Christmas trees. You're telling people to behave in the saddle, and now you're telling people to go dig up trees on property that's not their own and steal them. Well, like Christmas trees, you get the old, uh, you go through uh, the Alberta thing, the government, and they give you the document thing. Well, that's legal then if you did that. Yeah, yeah. You just just drive out and saw one down, you're like, that's not legal. I'm just getting two Christmas trees in May. And they're not pine trees. They're, and they're in a ditch. Yeah, I'm not buying it. Uh, my skin fit a lot better last time there was a Battle of Alberta. So has it gotten tighter or looser? <laughs> what do you mean? My tighter? skin. The hell are you doing if it's getting tighter? Fit a lot better <laughs> in '91. Like what's happened to your body since '91? Check yourself. Is it like Cron? Your eyes are too close together. Like is that? No, no, that's just been the same distance. That's yeah, I don't know how. 
Uh, why would Rhett quit when the Flames were about to have their best season in 34 years? No, he wanted to be. He uh, didn't. He's, like, at the, he's at the red lot. He's not quitting that. He's still going down and enjoying yeah. the festivities. That has zero to do with it. Rhett was tired and said, I'm not getting up anymore and quit. That It, it was not about uh, the playoffs. I don't even know if he quit. I feel like he ex- he completed his contract. He did what he always does. He comes for a portion of the year and takes copious amounts of vacation. Trees and ditches cause drifts in the winter. You'd be doing the greater man a service digging them up. <laughs> okay, I'll see stop him. It. There's no trees and ditches. What are we talking about here? Well, you never, It's a ditch. You never leave downtown. You wouldn't know. No nonsense. I, I'm on highways all the time. Come on. You're the one that doesn't leave your house. Hmm? That skin guy worries me. <laughs> 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 I, hey, I think he's Was done that well. Buffalo Bill texting. If <laughs> puts the lotion in the basket. <laughs> if he's an L in an XL skin right now, I feel like he's he's done okay. He's still here. He's with us. Uh, what bleeping time does the game start on Wednesday? Showing seven thirty. Yeah, and I would put my money down on a seven forty-five to seven fifty Canyon Anthem. Friday is eight thirty. Friday is the late one. Oh, Friday boy. late. Wednesday. Yeah, it's but it's slated as a seven thirty. But yes, between all the whoop de doo seven forty seven forty five. Speaking of ditches, could someone uproot me from a gutter at like two a.m. on Friday? Yeah, if you could get Saturday morning. <laughs> While the greater guy may appreciate you removing trees from the ditch, the radio guy would appreciate you uh, reviving Pinder in time for the show that's on right. Thursday yeah, morning. Please. Uh, that's going to do it, folks. We've got a uh, big guest coming up in the uh, Flame, Flame, Flames thing. Uh, nice Steinberg's going to join us. Oh, yeah, like you said, a big uh, big guest. Big guest coming up. Yeah. Hmm? See you tomorrow, buddies. Why are you so pissy, Leon? Hmm?